We're continuing our series in John 17. We're going to look at specifically at verses 20 and 21 today, but I'd like to begin. It's been a few weeks since we have uh, been in this passage. So I'm going to begin in verse 14. I'll read to verse 21. This is the Lord Jesus, his prayer for his disciples, his prayer for us. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all, all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Father, indeed, we thank you that we can come as one in you by the filling of your Holy Spirit, and we do pray that we would long for you, and we would love your word, and come to it with joy now. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, several weeks ago, <clears throat> we looked at verses 16 through 18, and we saw that the Lord prayed for us, prayed for his disciples, and he prayed for us uh, to remember that we are not of the world. We are not of the world. And he asked his father to sanctify his disciples, all of his disciples, and to, other words, in other words, set them apart. They are mine. And the Lord prayed that we would be kept from evil, according to verse 15 in this chapter, and also that not only would we be kept from evil, but that we'd be made good, that we'd be growing in holiness and righteousness and godliness. And so the Lord was praying for their sanctification, ours also, their growth in holiness, and ours also. And now he prays for unity for his disciples then and for all of his own, for all of his own, who will come to believe in him through them and other disciples. So in verse 20, the Lord said, Lord prayed to his Father in heaven, I do not pray for these alone, those listening to him in this prayer, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. The Lord is praying for all of them. The Lord prayed to his father, and again, his disciples heard how he was praying to his father and their father, and, and they were thinking, well, how he was praying for them also, for those who would come to know the Lord through them. And our Lord knew that they would proclaim him and his kingdom and that his kingdom would grow. He's praying accordingly. He knew his prayer would be heard by his Father and would be answered. It would be answered. And his disciples heard him pray this for them and that they might carry out their ministry, that they might carry out the, their commission, their calling to be involved in the Great Commission. And in their case, at the beginning of the spread of the gospel to the whole world to the ends of the earth. These are the ones who saw Jesus. They were with Jesus. In John chapter, in 1 John, and uh, the Apostle John said this in uh, his letter we call 1 John. He said, that which, has, from, that which was from the beginning, in other, words, in other words, Jesus Christ, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. Jesus is the word of life. He said, this we, are, we are proclaiming this one. We have seen, we've heard, we know him. 
And then he goes on, the life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us, the Lord Jesus. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That's what they longed for. Uh, that's the, what they wanted people to see uh, in them. They were eyewitnesses of Jesus. The Apostle Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1 said, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were eyewitnesses. The Lord, after his resurrection, said this to doubting Thomas, who wasn't there when Jesus first revealed himself uh, in the upper room. And he said, because, he said to Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas was convinced when he saw Jesus with his eyes. And yet the Lord said, those who have not seen him and believe are blessed. We have not seen him with our eyes yet. We've not heard him with our ears, but we are those who are blessed because we see him by faith. Praise God. We know him. We know his heart more and more personally by faith. A faith that is a gift from him. And because of disciples all these years passing on the good news. Matthew Henry said this, Christ knew very well whom he prayed for. The matter was reduced to a certainty by the divine foreknowledge and purpose. He knew who were given to him who being ordained to eternal life were entered into the Lamb's book of life and would undoubtedly believe. Acts 13.48, I shared last week in the sermon on 1 Corinthians 2, as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. It is a certainty. Praise God. The prophet Jeremiah wrote these words. They were about himself. The Lord said to him, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I set you apart. You were mine. God's own people were known from the beginning. And we can also pray, we should also pray, for those who will come to the Lord Jesus in the future through us. Even, even on March 12th, as we go out and hand out tracts and talk to people there. And for generations, of course. We believe this will continue for generations. And that we and those who turn to the Lord will rejoice in being one in Jesus. They will rejoice in that unity. They will rejoice that they are one part of his body. They are not of the world. And we see in verse 21 then how the Lord prayed to his Father for all in his church, for all his body, all given to him, who he would then uh, return to the Father. Verse 21 says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us. That kind of unity is what the Lord is praying for. And earlier in this prayer, verse 11, the Lord prayed for the 11 apostles. He said, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. He'd already prayed that once. The Lord is praying that we will know more and more the joy and the love and the oneness that the Father and the Son know. It's incredible to even think of that. And we are growing in that by the grace of God. As the Father is one with Jesus and Jesus is one with the Father, yet they are distinct in person, that kind of union, 
that kind of blessed union that the Godhead, that is only in the Godhead. And that is what we, as his people, are to imitate and to grow toward. And the Lord gives us grace to do that. And we'll look more at this, we'll look more at this kind of unity in the next few verses of the, of the prayer here in the next couple of weeks. But as we come to the table of the Lord, it is meant to be as one people. I know we come up individually, people take the elements for their family, you're there individually receiving it. But it's meant to be as one people, as a unified uh, action of faith, as a body together, because we love our Lord Jesus. And we love this command that he's given us uh, to come and partake of this. And this love that we have for one another because of his grace to us. And our desire then to serve him together. And it is meant, this table is meant to give us grace to continue to be one in him, to be one in our worship, to be one in the commission that we have to go declare to the world the gospel, and one in our service to the king. And the result will be that people, people around us, that the world will know that we are his disciples by our oneness, by our love for one another. And the end of verse 21 says that the world may believe that the Father sent the Son. Jesus said that, the fa- that you, Father, sent me. And so they will know, and the world will know, and believe that Jesus, the Son of God, was sent by his Father, and that he makes us one in him, one body in him. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we do come with joy as your people, made one in you to this time of communion with you as part of your body. And Lord, we ask that you would grant us as the God of patience and comfort to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, according to the oneness that you have in the Trinity, that we may then with one heart and one mouth glorify you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we come in faith now and we ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.